what I've experienced is is that I've had I've had men who are really scared of stepping into the men's container that 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 actually men's work for a number of reasons. One, it could be um, they've had challenging experiences growing up with with men. Maybe they were bullied. You know, you know, maybe they went to an all boys school and, and and they just had they just experienced like men expressing you know unhealthy forms of masculinity um but there's something that's coming up that i want to share about and it's like the brother the brotherhood energy at least as as i've experienced is both compassionate this is in its purest form the sacred masculine brotherhood energy in its purest form is both is both like compassionate and empathetic but it also doesn't take any bullshit it also doesn't let you get away with it it also will call you on something it will stretch you and challenge you out of love out of love right it the masculine energy wants our brothers to step up it wants our brothers to 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 thrive to grow to meet that fear so there's a there's a love there's a like we'll accept anything you can share anything in our containers but there's also like a brother are you are you here to hear the truth are you are you ready to receive the truth because that's what this is all about Welcome to Masculine Mastery, a show dedicated to helping men open their hearts, rise into their greatness, and liberate their most alive, awakened, and authentic selves. My name is Christopher August, and I invite you to join me each week alongside some of today's most respected thought leaders, where we'll be diving deep into a wide range of topics to support the evolution of masculinity and the consciousness of this planet. What is up, everyone? Oh, it feels so good to be back here. I've had to really slow down. I've had to take a couple months to really process a lot of things. I've had to go on a very, very deep shamanic initiation that has really sat me down. Sat me down, slowed me down, brought me deep into the center to the heart. And it's been really difficult. It's been a very, very intense process. I've gone through many initiations, many dark nights, but this one feels like there was a huge, massive transformation and shift that was made. And it all started when I began my uh, work with Combo, working with the, the medicine that I have a deep respect for now of combo doing three different ceremonies in one month. It really allowed me to purge so much. It's like deep, deep ancestral programs that were just running very, very powerfully within my system. And, you know, I'm still integrating that experience, but feeling more energy, more life force, more vitality flowing through me. And, you know, there was, it's time, it's time to come back out and begin sharing more more things more wisdom into the world through the conversations i have on this podcast and today i have a very special guest and jiro taylor so jiro and i i haven't really connected with him too deeply he's a mutual friend 
um, of somebody we both know and, you know, just following his content, following his path for some time now has really inspired me. I've really held a lot of deep respect and reverence for his teachings and just himself as a really vulnerable, heart-led dude and somebody that's really doing the work for not only himself, his family, but the rest of humanity. He's someone that leads men's circles. He does a lot of men's work, rites of passage, and really has been in this work for for quite some time now. And so, you know, I, I definitely respect what he has to say. And today's conversation was just fucking epic on every level. And I'm so happy to be able to share this with all of the people listening right now, all of you. And you know, before I dive into this, you know, just say like just the the rawness, the realness, which I love bringing onto this this platform into this podcast. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, we got to take off the masks, let them go, let go of the identities, the ego constructs that we've carried for so long, and step into more of a soul way of living, a more heart led way of living, leading, creating, being in the world, and. The more we can do that, the more we feel free within ourselves, the more we feel liberated to show up as our true self. And that's really all we desire at the end of the day. But sometimes we just need to be led in that path, guided on that path. And uh, yeah, Jiro just does a great job of breaking all of this down. So today we really talk about, you know, men's work, uh, the brotherhood, the importance of that. Uh, talk about some barriers to entry for some men, you know, where there's some fear still there. We talk about rites of passage. We talk about nature connection. Uh, we, we get into so much. And, and Jiro's story is very fascinating. Someone that broke out of a cult at an early age, uh, you know, religious cult. And he'll get into that. But, yeah, it was a very, very, very transformative, inspiring conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into that, I just want to let you know, uh, I just launched a new program alongside my brother, Sean Graves, and it's called Legendary Leadership. It's a 12-week men's immersion and retreat. And we have some phenomenal experts and speakers coming on and joining us on this journey, including Stefano Safandos, which is, he's a renowned relationship coach, uh, David Sutcliffe, psychotherapist and somatic healer, uh, just doing beautiful work. Xavier Dogba, if you haven't checked him out, go on Instagram, check out all these guys. He is just an incredible writer, coach, uh, transformational facilitator, and just a really amazing man. And then we have my friend Nikhil, who's also a mutual friend of Jiro. He's going to be speaking um, on wealth and wealth energetics. And so we have a, all these topics that we're covering to help men step into a really powerful way of leading themselves and others in the world. Men that are really ready to embrace, embody their full selves, their authentic selves, and to really step into a way of, of purpose, of meaning, of contributing, of service, using their unique gifts to ignite the flames of others, to inspire, to uplift, to empower this world. And 
I feel so grateful to be hosting this. We already have a number of slots filled up, but we do have a few slots left. So if you are listening to this and you feel inspired by this conversation or even by what I'm saying right now, I urge you to go to apply. So it's going to be 11 weeks online, followed by a four-day, three-night retreat in nature in San Miguel de Ende, Mexico, where I'm living, which is a magical, a beautiful portal, incredible place. We're going to be spending time with doing hiking, we do a plant medicine ceremony, we're going to be doing breath work, all of that. And throughout the online container, we have coaching breath work, microdose protocols, we have these guest speakers, we have somatic healing practices. We have so much we're bringing to the table in this container of legendary leadership. So if you are feeling the fire, if you're feeling the call, go on over to masculinemastery.co, check it out masculinemastery.co slash leadership. You can apply for your spot and we hope to see you on the other side. And lastly, if you like this episode, if you like all the other episodes that we've released on this podcast, please give us a five-star review if you do like it and also share it with your friends. Follow us. It helps. Thank you so much. I look forward to diving in and here we go. Jiro Taylor, everyone. All right, everybody, we're back in the den, back for another episode of Masculine Mastery. And today I am super stoked because it's been a little while. It's been a couple months since I've done an interview and I have kind of like backlogged on all these interviews. But, you know, there was something really calling me in to reach out to you, Jiro, and really set the space because right now there's just like this this rawness, this new tone coming through of like really what wants to be expressed in the realm of masculinity in the realm of, uh, spirituality in the realm of transformation. And I feel like you're hitting something that's really resonating with my heart. So yeah, today I am joined with Jiro Taylor and I'll, I'll let you share a little bit about yourself, brother, but you know, just really uh, appreciate you coming into the space today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I look forward to riffing on these themes with you. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I already feel it. So before we get into what I feel we might touch on, we'll see. I'm, I'm open to the, the flow and where, where this needs to go. But I just want to touch on your story a little bit. I know, um, you know perhaps some people listening to this know you, but there will be others that don't. So just take us through your, your journey a little bit. I know you've had quite the wild card of a journey <laughs> uh, and many initiations along the way, especially this past year, which perhaps we'll touch on in a bit, but you had to share a little bit about your journey and, you know, where you were to where you are now. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of do this, the super condensed version and maybe we can dip into different parts of it as, as we, as we talk. Um, so I'm 43 years old. I'm living in Australia, Byron Bay right now. Um, Right now, I, I, I work a lot with men. Um, going right back to the beginning, uh, I, was, I was born into a religious family, a cult. Um, my first initiation, the way I see it, is, is leaving that religion, leaving that cult when I was 15 years old. Um, it required a lot, of, a lot of courage, a lot of facing of, of fears, a lot of guilt tripping, a lot of strong, strong emotions. Um, I got out of that. It kind of like slingshot me from, you know, being in this hardcore belief system. It slingshot me into truth and um, f- finding truth beyond beyond belief, beyond ideology, beyond doctrine and brainwashing the truth of my own experience. 
which is amazing. I thank I thank my mum for raising me in that in that background because of that effect. So I spent my teenage years once I left that religion just like immersing myself in like Alan Watts and Krishnamurti and um reading about Buddhism and Taoism and and just like kind of like cleansing my my neural pathways, I guess. Um then I, I lived in Japan for a while and got really into Zen Buddhism. I was I, I went pretty deep down that path and learning about I'm half Japanese, so kind of like it was a it was a journey to connect with my ancestral roots. Um, I learned about the warrior code. I was very fascinated with the samurai, um, and I then I nearly became a monk. I was like chewing on it for a little while, and I was like, nah, there's there's, there's certain pleasures in life that I want to go and experience, and um, yeah, I, I needed to go chase some some stuff, and I ended up in the corporate world. Um, surprise, surprise! Like, you know, a lot of my friends were in were, were in like were like lawyers or accountants, you know, that I went to university and school with. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Um, I kind of wanted to to have some money. Um, and I was curious, you know, I was curious about this cultural notion of success. I was like, oh, well, all right, everyone's telling me, this culture's telling me that's what happiness is. It's lots of money and it's a big, it's a career and it's being able to, you know, have this job title or this amount of money. So I was like, all right, I'm going to test it. I'm going to taste that thing. So I did that in my early 20s. I, I, was very successful um, in my role as a headhunter in the finance industry, which is kind of like in the belly of the corporate beast, like super hardcore hustling, very cutthroat. Um, my Jehovah's Witness background was like the best training ever because I spent my childhood knocking on doors and getting rejected. So I was just like very good at this role <laughs> because I could just handle rejection. So I did that for a number of years um, until I was just burnt out on a hardcore soul level. Um, I was addicted to all of the things. Um, I was like 30 pounds heavier than I am now. I was taking a lot of drugs um, and I was buying into this kind of like notion of success, um, meaning wealth. And I was, and I was very like wealthy in a financial sense, but I was in absolute poverty in a spiritual sense. And fortunately I had just enough wisdom to get out before I became a complete douchebag. Um, because I could see myself changing and becoming this very egocentric, um, kind of like narcissistic human being, uh, very driven by my own fears. And I had just enough awareness to like hit the eject just before I went fully, fully sucked in and, and I ejected. And it was like leaving another cult. It was just like leaving another cult, leaving that cult of the corporate world. And I went and moved to Bali and I cleansed myself and I went surfing every day and I practiced yoga and I got into a deeper level of my spiritual journey. Um, and then I started working with plants. Um, I started just, just going really, really deep into, into what, what life is all about beyond any of the conditioned notions of success. And I began to get fascinated by flow, by flow states, living in flow, transcendent states of consciousness. And I began to realize that these mystics and these monks were basically like the OG flow masters. But now these kind of neuroscientists and peak performance psychologists were coming up with terms like flow and putting things on the brain to measure it. And I was like, it's the same thing. So I began to kind of like explore that pathway. I started up a, a business called the Flow State Collective. I was running peak performance flow state retreats in the Maldives or in you know, like snowboard retreats, surf retreats, 
teaching breath work, teaching how to navigate altered states of consciousness. And I did that for a number of years. And then I was kind of like, work, I was attracting like CEOs and tech startup founders at this stage, because, you know, I guess working in this sort of peak performance realm. And I began taking them with me on my plant medicine journeys after a while. This is like five, six years ago. Um, and things began to really change when I began to do that. And I began to blend my kind of like peak performance in with this kind of more ancient, ancestral, initiatory pathways to accessing our wisdom. Um, and my work just began to deepen and become more earthy and more embodied and more revolving around initiations and rites of passage. Um, and that leads us up to this moment in time I've been working with men for the, for the, for a number of years um, through mentoring, year-long initiatory journeys, adventures in the wild, leading vision quests, kind of rites of passage that involve fasting, that sometimes involve plant medicines, and just helping men um, navigate what it is to be a man in this culture, helping men kind of connect with their hearts. And uh, most recently, I've, I've become a father nine months ago. This is like, I guess an, another rite of passage that I've been on that that I know you've been on, Chris. It's like it's been a a monster year of transformation. Um, when my when my baby girl was born, I I shut down all of my offerings, all of my containers, all of my coaching, um, sort of like commitments, and I just went full immersion into fatherhood, and it's been beautiful. And I'm just coming out the other side. My daughter's nine months old and I'm just starting to sort of say hello and just starting to re-engage on, you know, social platforms and put some offerings out there. And it's, and I'm realizing that I'm coming from a new place and I'm realizing that this fatherhood journey has had its way with me and, and, and I'm changed. And, and so I'm speaking from a different place. There's, 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 there's no two ways about it. And that's, that brings us up to the here and the now, brother. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's just so much in that story that, I mean, there's many rabbit holes I can go down. Of course, the curiosity of me wants to go into the cult stuff, but um, I, I also want to really honor there's, there's a deeper layer here of conversation. And, you know, I can imagine just from that, that beginning with the cult and growing up in that way and how much that would have shaped your perspective and, and lens of reality. Like I can just only imagine, like I'm always fascinated by those stories and then obviously fast forward going through all that you did with the corporate world. And I'm very familiar with that world as well. I did leave as, and just saw the underbelly of what's yeah. actually there. And, you know, I think we all need to go through these initiatory experiences in order to find that deeper level of soul level consciousness. Right. And what it is we're here to share, what it is we're here to do. And, um, most importantly, what it is we're here to be in a sense of just allowing ourselves to drop into that and come from an authentic place. And that's what I really value about you. And, you know, I think the similarities that I, that I feel between us is this earthiness. And I really value that of really bringing back to the earth, back to nature, because that's just what it's, what's required, especially right now, more than ever, as this world is fucking, peeling apart in many ways. And it's coming back to those roots, right? The literal roots of the earth. And, you know, I guess I want to, I want to jump in there and, and speak a little bit about your experiences 
working with other men and what you've witnessed in the sense of, yeah, what is, what is the most important thing right now for all men listening to this to really engage in and, and a practice a, in just even just sharing the story about, yeah, your journey with, with men overall. Yeah, man, I've, I've been, I've been chewing on this a little bit um, as, as I, as I've kind of like been visioning and preparing what it looks like for me to, to work with men in, in the most potent and supportive way. And, and actually I'd, I'd really appreciate the opportunity to riff on this um, because, you know, I talk a lot about rites of passage and, and initiations and just to give people some context here, you know, we live in a culture right now where these practices and traditions and rituals have, have faded away. You know, we have whatever you call it, hazings or whatever you have it, or, or you have like bachelor's dues and we have kind of like lots of fucked up shit that happens um, when boys attempt to go through an initiator experience and attempt to go through the necessary ordeal um, that would initiate themselves into adulthood or into manhood. But most of the time it's pathological. It's, 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 it's actually more harmful than it is regenerative because there's no sacredness. There's no elders. There's no, um, what exactly it, are we initiating ourselves into? You know, there's no wisdom around it. So, you know, I've been, I've been learning about, the kind of like what, what would you call it like the metaphysics of initiation you know and we i guess the most beautiful example of of how rites of passage works in nature is just observing our sisters the mothers our, our women and observing them go through this natural initiation into motherhood and what we actually see is this first of all they're carrying new life within them so they have a seed within them and it actually grows within them. And so everything from their, from their childhood, teenage, maiden consciousness gets stretched and stretched and stretched until they can't fit in their clothes anymore. And all their body image programs get fucking shattered. And all of their freedom and sovereignty programs and ideas get completely stretched and broken until finally they give birth to this creature. They become a portal for new life. And it's like, they are just 100% in service to this new life. All previous ideas of, of being able to, you know, be, be self-serving and selfish are just like gone. And now here they are with this new life. And it's kind of like the most beautiful metaphor. They're a, they're a mother. They've initiated. This is my point. They've initiated from maiden to mother. And life presents this rite of passage for the women. But for the men... These cultures of the past, these ancient cultures, whether it's the Lakota or whether it's any of the 200, 300 tribal cultures on the continent I'm sitting on, which is the Australia, um, or whether it's one of the Yawanar in the, in the Amazon, all of these cultures, all of these indigenous cultures, doesn't matter what continent it is, knew that a man was made and there had to be the making of a man. So they would create these rituals, Right. Like for the women, they've got it. Biology, nature, life has got it. For the men, there was this wisdom that, they, that the culture had to create it. Okay, so that's, that's, that's just some context into, into, I guess, 
like what these what these cultures were aware of and and these initiation rituals you know they I won't go too deeply into it because it's a huge 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 body of work if anybody wants to read about it um there's a Mercia Eliad is a is an anthropologist who studied a lot about rites of passage there's an epic book called um what's it called visions of the first day which is all about australian indigenous um culture and a lot about rites of passage but some of these initiations were extremely gnarly and and intense and and there would be a gathering of huge psychic energy and there would be it would be you know the uncles and the grandfathers and layers and layers of brotherhood would be brought together to create um, multi-layered rituals that would enable the initiate to go into altered states of consciousness and to enter these liminal realms of consciousness um, in which they would be be helped to cross the threshold from childhood consciousness, which is inherently narcissistic. It's inherently self-serving. It's inherently needy, right? To become an adult where it's the death. It requires the death of that child consciousness. And so often there would be a cutting. Um, There would be a cutting of the foreskin or there'd be scarification or there'd be a leaping off a high tower in in Fiji or Vanuatu. It's like the original bungee jump was the, was the was the initiation into men that put like these um, vines around the, the legs and they'd leap off this tower made out of bamboo and this this would be their initiatory journey and in the Maasai culture it involves a spear and a lion just really intense stuff and so here we are living in 2023 and you know we're in a completely different culture and we've got this situation where 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 the men have not grown up with uh, rites of passage. We've barely had any elders, you know? It's like we've, most of us have had fathers who have had fathers who have had fathers who have been suffering from deep trauma, you know? Yep. So we've grown up in this culture that is so separated from creation, so separated from the song of the earth, so separated from the web of life. And we've had no role models and we've had no pathways. Right. And so we get to this stage in our life and it's like, well, how do we do this? How do we become a man? And all the while there's this like yearning within a man to evolve, to initiate. Right. There's this deep, deep biological or spiritual yearning to evolve and change. We, we, we want to, we yearn to, we need to. Right. And what happens when there isn't a pathway for that is that we get some of the pathological self-destructive devastating effects that we see and all too often we see men now who are completely lost you know they go into that dark place you know they they try to initiate themselves with you know whatever it is full facial tattoos or just getting obliterated or going down into hardcore drugs or whatever it is like the suicide rates are abysmal when we look at when we look at men you know and so we're living in a culture that has forgotten the way that guides men into manhood. And what I'm saying, my message is it's not about replicating these old cultures. You know, it doesn't, it's not appropriate to, you know, start cutting foreskins on that sort of thing. I don't think we're, we're there, but I do believe that it's important for us to honor this, this primal journey that requires an initiation that requires a change. And for me, 
it's all about honoring this transition. It's all about creating an awareness of this transition. It's all about creating the spaces where a man can safely speak about that, this transition. And so the work that I do, it's one, it's about creating experiences where a man can tap into that initiatory energy. So I take men into the wild. I take men to sit in silence and in, in a fasted state in, in a wild place. So they can just be, it's just them and nature and their own mind. You know, I take men and we, we, we work with, with mushrooms. We work with, with cactus. We work with these sacred sacraments uh, in an initiatory way, in a very deep honoring way so that these can actually be initiator experiences to initiate, by the way, just means to begin anew, right? So it just means to begin anew. But what I've been pondering is how it's, we've got to couple these initiator experiences. And sometimes life will provide the initiator experience. If, if, you, if you go through a breakup, yep. you know, that, that has the potential to be a powerful initiator experience. If you go through a career change, if you move country, if you experience financial loss, if you get a prognosis from the doctor that, that says you've got this disorder, you've got this disease, that, that this can be material to begin again, right? All of it can be an initiated experience if we bring the awareness, if we bring the honoring, and if we bring the true courage and the true commitment to begin again from this new place. And so my work is about allowing men to see the potential in their past experiences. And then it's the integration piece. So initiation without integration is fucking useless. It's possibly re-traumatizing. It's possibly worse than not even trying to initiate, right? So initiation plus integration, we've got to actually embody the lessons. We've got to be, learn how to sit with the pain of the experience. We've got to learn how to process grief. We've got to learn how to alchemize our wounds into our gifts into our genius so this is this is some of the stuff that i'm working with there's there's so much there that is worth exploration and the last piece that you were talking about before i kind of segue into something else was this idea of initiation and integration this is something that i've been really speaking about, at least in my inner circles for some time now and seeing these peak experiences that people have, right. And taking these peak experiences, I've had many of them in my life and I know you have, and not being able to have the support to bring that into your life and place that into your heart and then take action from that place. Because I see so much harm being done where these, these men or just any, anybody goes through three, four day experience. They're at peak levels. They got people around them. They got brotherhood, they got sisterhood, whatever it is. And then boom, they get home nothing. It's like you're back into the rut. Maybe after a couple of days, you're still feeling good. And then boom, you're just back where you were. And it's like back to, to square one. So that piece is so incredibly crucial and something that I'm always mindful of with any containers I'm, I'm, or spaces I'm holding is bringing that into that because it's just, it's so crucial. And there, I, I absolutely love the way you, you spoke about the journey of motherhood without having experienced it firsthand, like in your own biological state, obviously seeing it with your partner and all of that. It was just really a beautiful um, explanation of that and really appreciated that. And I think 
one of the biggest things that was brought up through this conversation and through what you were speaking about is this component of being with the land because the land is feminine. Mm -hmm. And I think men in, in something I've been contemplating a lot, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I've been, I mean, I've been this past month, I've been pretty much forced into a deep initiation experience working with the medicine, a combo. And I sat with it three times in a lunar cycle and it was the fucking one of the craziest journeys of my life. I'm still integrating aspects of a deep grief, anger, everything just showing up shit that I didn't even fucking know I was holding on to. Mm. And, you know, it was through this experience, the, the one thing that's been coming through strong, even since last year, when I sat in the dark room for five days, I did a dark room retreat is like the earth and the feminine are speaking so fucking loudly. It's like, sit your ass down and just be, be with me. Because there's been so much of this masculine drive that's just been getting, getting, going, going, doing, doing. It's like, I'm fucking burnt out and it's wiped away so much, so many parts of my life. It's like, no, you got to sit down, let go, trust and receive what is being shown to you here. And it's been so difficult for my mind and my ego to actually like go through that. But now it's like, I don't have a, have a choice. And I think a lot of men right now are experiencing that call, but they don't know what it mm -hmm. is. But I, I interpret it as like the feminine aspect of this land that I'm on and the feminine aspect of myself, the, those energies within me are really calling me forward deep, deep into the heart. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Some of your languaging there is, 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 is really powerful. Um, I, I, when people say, what do you do? I, I say, I help men live from the heart or connect with their heart, you know, and what does that actually mean? Um, it's, it's, it's speaking to the fact that so many of our brothers are just, are, are really like living in, in, in the mind, in overthinking, right. In strategizing in planning in, you know, there's a kind of like obsessive level of of thinking that a lot of men are trapped into um, thinking's great and all but when it becomes imbalanced it becomes like a type of psychosis it's like just looping 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 and this is this is the reality um, i would say for the vast majority of men in this culture they're they're living kind of like you can see it when you walk along the street. You can you can kind of like energetically see that that men are up here, right? You can see that's where they're they're, they're sort of like center of energetic gravity. It's 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 all up here. And so, what you're speaking about here is this is this you know this journey of of integration being about embodiment and what you're doing is you're drawing the connection between embodiment and earth connection which i which i really love this is this is right up my alley like i'll just speak from my personal experience when i take man out on country into wild places and we walk the land and we are like connecting with the eagle that's flying overhead and we're like connecting with the the wallabies that are hopping around and there's an awareness of the goanna and there's an awareness of like the people who have walked these lands for tens of thousands of years before us and slowly there's an awareness of the sun as being more than just this hot thing as being this like primordial 
intelligent being. And then there's this awareness of the moon. And there's this like awakening of this realization that the moon is holding this kind of like grandmotherly energy. And there's this awareness that the sun is holding like this kind of like ancestral grandfatherly energy. And there's this feeling coming through our solar plexus down into the earth, connecting us with the earth. And we can feel the nourishment that we are receiving from the earth. And it's like an awakening experience, right? It's not like how most people speak about awakening, but it's a fucking awakening experience to connect with the elements, to connect with these beings in this way. And we begin to receive information, right? When our mind shuts down, when our mind, when we come out of the overthinking, and nature is the best medicine for this, we start receiving information through our wild senses, through our body. We began to feel new things. We began to get this sixth sense, this wild awareness begins to activate, you know? And we're like, we can actually, do, we can actually drop into like Goanna consciousness. We can drop into koala consciousness or bear consciousness. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy thing, but this is, this, is, this is the reality. This is our birthright. This is our natural potential. If we weren't born and raised into, into such a fucking sick, depraved, consumerist, destructive culture, we would all naturally have this wild awareness, right? So when we connect with the earth, we're actually, it's a cleansing process. The energies of the earth are like cleansing our cells. It's they're cleaning up our, our blocked energy centers. They're, they're allowing us to shift the center of gravity from up here, down here, to the solar plexus and the heart. And this, this, these are our primal sensory portals, right, of, a, of an awakened human being, of, of a human being who isn't trapped in the psychosis of thought addiction. It's, it's here. And so it literally is making the journey from here to here. And I found that being on, being on country, being in nature, getting away from the devices, getting away from everything, getting your feet on the ground, like this is the most powerful way that I've experienced in my life to walk that path from there to there. You can take all the medicine, the modalities, all, and, and just throw them on the table here. But if I were to, you know, and they, they have their, their benefits and I, I've journeyed and still continue to journey with many of them and teaching breath work and meditation and going into plant medicine journeys and you have all of that. And then you have nature and the raw earth and the country and being out into that fresh air of the mountains or the ocean or wherever it is biochemically physiologically, you can, and you, you know, it doesn't take much to really tune into that. Like if you just slow down the breathing, you take a look around you, you feel the breeze in you, just those few moments, you can really begin to tune into the subtleties and the communication that's happening, not only, you know, through the cells, but through every aspect of creation. And, you know, I've, I've come to this, just such a deep appreciation for that opportunity, that time to put my feet into the land, to really sit with the medicine of the earth. And she's speaking loud and I know she's speaking through you and I know she's speaking through me and I, I feel it all the time. Like, and the messages are getting louder. It's like, it's fucking time. 
we can't waste time anymore dilly-dallying and with all the bullshit of all of the stuff we consume ourselves with, all of the addictions and destructive behaviors that we find ourselves caught in. It's time to come back, mm. back to the roots of who we truly are. And that for me is the land. It is mother mm. earth. It is nature. Yeah. Beautifully said, bro. I, it reminds me of something I saw yesterday shared and it was, it was someone saying that it was a quote from someone saying, I'm not interested in any spiritual pathway. I'm not interested in any guru. I'm not interested in any mentor coach or program that doesn't lead me back to the earth. And, and it's, and it's so true. It's like, this is, this is the time it's like, let's not get sucked into these fucking like funnels that are basically about six figure this or seven figure that, or how to fucking hack this or biohack that. It's like none, none of this, you know, I'm not here to diss anyone or anything, right? It's, it's all got its place. But as you say, we quite clearly, those who are listening are hearing the message strong. The plant medicines are also as ambassadors of nature are coming out uh-huh. and they're saying, Hey, have a listen. We're here. We're here to help you. We're here to help you rekindle your wild wisdom so that you humans can be the wise custodians of this earth that you're meant to be. Not the not the destro- de- destroyers of life, but the custodians of life. And the earth is singing it loudly. Something inside us can when we do the when we do the certain amount of healing work can naturally tune into that frequency. And it's like all of a sudden our life purpose takes on this new dimension. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm a earth guardian. I'm a, I'm a custodian of life. I'm I'm here to to protect and to serve and to nourish life itself. And that's what I believe is what we're getting to in, on the deeper levels of men's work, right? There's a lot of men out there who are like, yes, okay, you're healing your trauma. Yes, okay. Get yourself to the men's gathering, do whatever embodiment practices, whether it's breath work, whether it's cold immersion, whether it's gathering in circle, do whatever you got to do that gets you in your body and helps you heal and feel the pain, right? Do it all. But also know that this is part of a deeper unfolding. This is part of a deeper journey. This is the beautiful part of the journey is to actually realize because a lot of these men are searching for their mission. They're searching for their purpose. And it's like, what is it? Is it to be a, is it to go to this orphanage and help out? Is it for me to become an artist? Is it, is it, you know? And it's like, it's there always waiting for us. It's there just waiting for us to have that awareness. It's like, oh, we're here to nourish, to serve, to protect life, to honor the womb of all of creation. You know, that's, that's what being a man is all about. So, oh man. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting excited just talking about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it lights me up every time I have these conversations, hence why I started the podcast. Cause there's just so many beautiful conversations I get to have just like this and, and something really strong in this urge is coming through me right now. And I would love to hear your perspective on this. So before I just want to set the, set the space a little bit for what I'm about to ask you. And I'd love your opinion on this. So 
you know, what I've noticed working in, within the realm of personal growth and transformation for a number of years now is this idea, right? That most of my clients and, and as of recent, it's been way more men, but what I've seen is like a trajectory of like way more women than men in that space. Right. And it's been beautiful to serve both male and females and really connect with both sexes. But, you know, there's been a deeper level for me. That's like this, these initiatory experiences to begin serving men much more and really sitting in that space of, of working with men in this way and, and continuing to level up myself. So what do you find, if anything, is the resistance that is in men to step into these types of experiences and spaces? Where where does the resistance lie? I mean, I have my own ideas, but I would love to hear yours of like where that resistance line is and why men keep themselves kind of stuck in the same loops of destructive behaviors, addictions, and all of that. But they know perhaps these containers exist, these spaces exist, but maybe they're not taking that step forward. Where's the resistance line there? Yeah, man. Great question. It's, um, you know, obviously it's, there's, there's a whole bunch of different things we could talk about here. Um, there's a lot of fear. Like what, what I've experienced is, is that I've had, I've had men who are really scared of stepping into the men's container, the, 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 the actually men's work for a number of reasons. One, it could be um, they've had challenging experiences growing up with, with men. Maybe they were bullied, you know, you know, maybe they went to an all boys school and, and, and they just had, they just experienced like men expressing, you know, unhealthy forms of masculinity. Um, but there's something that's coming up that I want to share about. And it's like, I think it's important. Um, you know, this this one brother comes to mind who he he finds himself in lots of containers of women. He does a lot of spiritual work, and he's often finds himself as like kind of like the only guy in this kind of like goddess program, for example. Right? There's not going to be many guys in that goddess program. Um, no. <laughs> uh, but this brother absolutely loves the nourishment of the feminine you know this brother didn't receive a lot of nourishment from the feminine growing up you know this mother didn't experience this brother didn't experience a lot of like soft love and 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 care and touch and 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 that and that real beautiful um side of the feminine and so he goes and seeks it right and and when he was in the men's container he 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 found it he found it really challenging you know he found it really challenging and 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 it was a there was a big edge for him there even though this container was it was very loving you know it was it was a it was a it was it was a masculine loving but the masculine loving is different from the feminine loving the brother the brotherhood energy at least as as i've experienced is both compassionate this is in its purest form. The sacred masculine brotherhood energy in its purest form is both is both like compassionate and empathetic, but it also doesn't take any bullshit. It also doesn't let you get away with it. It also will call you on something. It will stretch you and challenge you out of love, out of love, right? 
it the masculine energy wants our brothers to step up it wants our brothers to 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 thrive to grow to meet that fear so there's a there's a love there's a like we'll accept anything you can share anything in our containers but there's also like a brother are you are you here to hear the truth are you are you ready to receive the truth because that's what this is all about and for some men it's too much it's too much and you know they're not quite ready to take that depth of self responsibility right so there's that um what's the edge for other for other men you know it's it always comes down to fear it it always comes down to fear doesn't it it's like I, as i've just described these i see men's work as containers of truth you know we we're creating containers of truth that's that's it's not ideology that i'm coming with it's not some prescribed notion of what masculinity is i don't do that stuff i don't i don't come with like this idea of what a man is right i think that that's regressive if you ask me um i hold a container in which truth emerges the truth of your masculinity the truth of my masculinity the truth of his masculinity well that's what masculinity is if it's coming from your heart then it's what it is you know so but some people are not ready for this you know some people are not ready to take full responsibility and a lot of our brothers you know that 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 you know that there's deep trauma there's deep trauma and it's and it's and it's really it takes a lot of courage to face up to some of these things you know i've seen brothers share about the you know the sexual abuse that they received when they were 3 years old 5 years old 7 years old and it's like wow the courage that you have to bring this here the courage that you have to share this in this space is just phenomenal and mind blowing and i've witnessed the healing from that you know pit brothers sharing about their porn addiction and about like the the graphic details of their initiation into sacred sexuality and it's like holy moly you guys are bringing the real raw stuff here and it's so beautiful and it's so healing and also it's a little bit punchy and strong for some brothers you know mm. and and that's okay that's okay you know that's that's that, that, that's okay i guess what i'm here to say is that if there's any brothers listening who are feeling like um freaked out by by what i'm saying i i really want to emphasize the 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 energy of love that 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 is present in these containers you know and i've experienced deep I'll give you an example. I I I grew up I went to a boys school growing up and the there was like this obsession with like calling people gay. It was like this kind of like you you fucking homo, you're a fucking butt pirate, you're a fucking turd burglar, you're a you're this that and the other. There were just so many ways of like derogatory terms for 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 calling someone a homosexual. And it's like this stuff gets into a man. Um but I've been in men's circles where I've like I've like learn how to be intimate with a man in a totally non-sexual way for example physical touch like learning how to like just like hug my brothers just like lean on my brothers just like fucking physically wrestle my brothers and hug them and fucking like just this this is this is healing you know this is so profoundly healing it's washing away all of that stuff my point is that if there's any brothers listening please know that this it's a very loving and supportive and inspiring energy in up all of the men's containers i've ever been in i'm sure that there's a great variety out there but i've been blessed to be in many men's containers and they've all been very 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 loving and so yeah 
if you're on the threshold, do do get yourself there because it could that's an initiation in itself, facing that fear. It is, you know. And actually, when you when you when you experience something different to what you experience as a child, when you actually experience the maturity of man speaking from the heart, it that just that alone could be the healing that you are most yearning for right now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that alone, you're right. It does change the game because then you're you're looking at a new model of masculinity that you maybe never have been exposed to before because of your past experiences growing up with an emotionally unavailable father or an absent father or, you know, alcoholic father or seeing any other men out there, you know, in, in which most of society, as you mentioned before, it's it's adults still living in childhood, right? They're, they're still, they're in regressive behavior in the sense of their emotions and their mentality and how they perceive the world and all of that. And if you grow up like that, which most of us do, and then you're exposed to this new way, this new conscious heart led way of living and leading in the world, boom, you know, it's, it's a, it's a huge thing. And I, I've shared this story before, but, you know, just from a personal experience, you know, when I first got introduced to men's work and coming into a men's container, I was like, I, well, before that I was like, ah, fuck this. Like, I don't, I don't need this. Like I'm, I'm good, whatever. Right. So it was like, kind of like the tough approach, like, but there was still that edge of fear. And what I came down to, which I see in a lot of men right now is this distrust of the masculine Mm -hmm. as because of everything they've been exposed to growing up. Like I said, the emotionally unavailable father, the alcoholic, the absent father, whatever it is. And this has created this gap. And then of course, in school, if you're a bully, then you have all these things going on. There's a natural distrust. And then there's that egoic competition that comes in. And so then you're like, well, I don't really need this, right? It's like a protective mechanism. But then when you step into it, and like you're saying, into these types of containers, these circles, these groups, it's like, holy shit, this is what I've been missing my whole life. And I didn't know it. And now I'm here. Now I've arrived. And now I have these men around me that have my fucking back and have these men around me that can support me in this journey of, of transformation of, of really stepping into what it means to be a man, Mm. an authentic heart led Mm. sovereign soul based man. Mm. Yeah. Beautifully said, bro. Beautifully said. Yeah. I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. It's like there's a lot of fear out there because that's what men have seen. There's there's a, there's a fear that this men's group is going to be like, you know, either macho or it's going to be like cheesy feminine, kind of like men being being like super spiritual men. Um, and yeah, I I can see that putting off putting off putting off guys. Yeah, I guess I guess all I can speak to is my experience, and it's like it's such a beautiful authenticity. It's such a, I love the way in a, in a men's circle, sometimes there's the awkwardness at the beginning, you know, there's sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. there's this energy of like, oh fuck, what are we doing here? Sitting in a circle. I don't know these guys. And what, what, what is actually going on here? And there's this awkwardness. And then maybe that brother shares and it's just sort of like surface level stuff. This is what I did for the last week. Then maybe that brother shares, it goes a little bit deeper. And then maybe it goes to this one brother who fucking drops it. Right. And he just like brings it from there and the energy just completely changes. And it's like, it's like this switch has just gone on and it's like, we're in, we're in this portal. We're in this like 
powerful, powerful, powerful ritual space now. And what's created that energy of ritual and ceremony? Truth. Just a man speaking from his heart. Nothing more, nothing less. And then what happens is that because we've activated this energy, the next man is just, it just, it just happens, you know, it just happens. And I find that as we go round and round, we often go, we often spiral deeper and deeper and deeper. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful experience, man. Yeah. Any men out there who haven't found themselves in a circle, just get yourself to one. So, so you can experience this kind of magic that I'm talking about. It's, it's literally magic. And that's where, and that's where the intuitiveness kicks in, right? Just like you're saying, it's like when the heart gets activated by one person, it gives that permission then for all the other men to open that. And then there's like an, there's an intuitive sense that, that kind of happens this dance that at least I've felt in circles, right? Where then even the communication may be a little bit less, but there's still this engagement. There's this, there's this vibrancy to the room where you don't even have to speak, but even see each other and you're seeing each other in a whole new light. Right. Totally, man. It's beautiful to, to see how simple it can be for us to just put our masks down, you know, put all the identities down. It's so, it's so amazing. Like, you know, before the men's circle begins, it's like, sometimes it's like handshakes or awkward, awkward hugs. And after the men's circle, it's like, bring it in brother bring it in and it's just it's just like we've just broken through the crust of the ego you know we've just come mm. out of the identities and the roles and how we're supposed to show up and what we're supposed to say and how do i look cool in this situation and all of that bullshit and we've just gone to here oh man it's so it's so it's so beautiful and and i guess my point that that's arising now is like this is it that's it what i just described that is it. If you're wondering how to be a man or how to embody your sacred masculinity, or if you're asking, what is it that women would love from men? Or if you're asking, how do I be the best father that I can be? Or how do I be the best grandfather or the best elder I can be? I just answered it. It's breaking through the crust. It's taken off the, the identities and all those ideas of this is what I should be doing. And this is how I this is how he did it, or this is how I look cool. And it's actually just dropping into that place of rawness where you're making it up as you go along, right? Like we all are, we're all making it up as we go along, right? And you're just bringing it from that place. It's just emergent, right? Spontaneous, emergent truth. This is what our sisters want to see and feel, right? In the bedroom, in, in, our, in the family kitchen, in, at home. This is what the kids want to feel. They want to feel that, that because it's playful, it's it's playful, it's wise, it's it's got a depth to it, but there's a there's a natural joy to it and lightness to it as well, you know, that when we're living in the hearts. That's that's what I have found to be the the essence of sacred masculinity. It's got this like <clears throat> it's got this like I'm I'm on a fucking sacred mission, but it's also got this lightness, you know? You feeling me? It's like yeah. you know, like when when there's a brother who's like you know, dude, you're a little bit serious. <laughs> like, I know that this is profound work that we're doing, but it feels a little bit heavy. That's a little bit of a warning sign for me, you know, just because I've experienced that when we, when we activate this heart, man, there's this urge to like sing and dance and play and, and 
banter and 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 be on and connect on that level whilst at the same time honoring the fact that we're doing deep 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 work i think that lightheartedness that you shared is such an important part of the journey and something that i've often forgot along my own journey right and then you know my inner circle sees it more than maybe in a public sphere and this is something i've like battled within myself I'm like oh what am i holding back here where's the where's the gap here but you know when it comes to just humor and laughing at also the absurdity of everything right <laughs> it's just like we're in this cosmic fucking play it's like what are why are we taking this so goddamn seriously at times but it's really it's really nice to have that component into it, but then also be anchored again yeah. in that, in that rawness and that earthiness, yeah. you know, and in that, in that seriousness as well. And totally, I mean, it's all, it's all polarity. It's all a dance and all very, very important and special. Yeah, sure is brother. Well, I feel like, you know, this, this conversation and just having, having this is like something that, you know, why, why do I even do this fucking podcast? Right. It's like, yeah, I get information out there and good, good wisdom out there for the brothers and even for the women, some women listeners, but you know, for, for selfish reasons, it's, it's to have these types of conversations and it fuels me on my own path of service of contribution. Cause sometimes it gets, it gets dark, it gets dense. Mm. And it's like, why the fuck am I doing mm. this? You know? And, but it's like, I keep coming back to that. Why? Right. And having these conversations reinvigorate and relight that, mm. that flame that sometimes kind of burns out, but then turns back on. It's like, that's why I need. That's why I'm restarting my podcast, <laughs> you know, for all the reasons that you <laughs> said for, for, for the service and the contribution, but yeah, also to, to fuel me up, you know, these conversations like this literally light me up. You know, they, they, they help me walk this path. Um, so yeah, mm. man, I'm feeling you. Beautiful. So before I let you go first, I'll, I'll, I want you to share everything, you know, about your details, what you're up to and all of that. But is there anything else that, you know, was left on the table here that maybe you didn't get to share or something that really feels alive and present right now within your own heart? Mm. Yeah, what's what just arose in that moment when you asked about my, what's in my heart? Um, the word, the word forgiveness, came up. So I'm going to trust that one. Yeah, it's it's this. I've met a lot of men on on the journey who have. It's 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 kind of like it's the frontier that they've arrived at. It's like, are you going to forgive your dad, for example, or your mum, or the person who sexually abused you, or the person who fucking physically abused you when you're a kid or whatever it is your ex who cheated on you whatever it is it's like this it's like this frontier and and it's like when we don't forgive it's like it it becomes it becomes poison this 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 it calcifies into into a into a hardness into a to a bitterness that ripples out into all aspects of our lives and so I guess what I'm, what, what I'm here to say to, to, to my brothers is, is forgiveness, forgiveness, total, unconditional, radical levels of forgiveness and acceptance. This is freedom I'm talking about. Yeah, this is freedom I'm talking about. And it's got nothing to do with the other person. You don't actually, it's, it's, it's to do with you letting it go. It's not to do with the other person doing anything or saying anything. You don't even need to have a conversation. It's, it's you. 
making a choice. And what I've discovered on this pathway, you know, me doing this forgiveness and acceptance work, is that actually it's like time travel. I can forgive something in the here and the now. I can truly, truly let it go. And it like, it ripples through time. It actually heals a wound that happened in the past. And it ripples forward through time because it changes the way that I'm going to be with my child as well, you know, for example. So it's like really, really big work, um, this, this work to forgive and to let go and to accept. But it really is, you know, we've been speaking about initiation. To initiate means to begin again. That's what the word means, to initiate to begin again. We can't fully be in this this energy of initiation if we're holding on to a grudge, if we're holding on to something we haven't forgiven because you can't begin again. You're still psychically, energetically looped into this story. So we have to actually let go of it all to begin again fully, you know? And that's part and that's why these rites of passage would have a cut. We're cutting from the past. So my invitation, I guess the thing that Chris was asking about, what's in my heart, it's like this, this invitation for us to all to, to forgive as a, as a radical act, as a, as a radical gesture um, of, of freedom. Let's liberate ourselves and liberate all beings of any resentments or contracts or grudges that, that we hold. And I really feel like this is a powerful part of us elevating in consciousness as a, as, as a species it's just on the on a collective level so i'll just leave it there mm. yeah i love that you brought it to that place i feel like the for the conceptualization of forgiveness in the mind is one thing but when it's a felt somatic experience it's totally different because we can consciously like say the words i forgive you even if we're not speaking to the person but it's like to feel it and to actually let go of what is actually living and has been living within the cellular memory of the body something happens on such a deep level and i i I've, I've felt this so many times and often for me at times it's been deep levels of crying and, and really shedding that, that wound. Cause those wounds ruts, it pops, it's boom, the energy has to go. And sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's fucking intense, you know, and <laughs> it will, it will get you. But that, that, that level of forgiveness is so incredibly important. And so it's funny you mentioned that because something I've been contemplating and one thing I've very much integrate into my one-on-one -on -one practice with people is at the end of these core wound healing sessions I bring people through it's, I have them imagine, and even the people listening to this can do this, have them imagine both lines of ancestors all the way back to the, like essentially the beginning of time to the seed and where there's been wounds that have been rippled through the mother and father line. And then I have them envision the color of forgiveness and the feelings of forgiveness before I do that. And then I have them emanate that for, from their heart into their parents, their parents, their parents, all the way back. And every time it fucking, it does it. It's like, it's such a powerful experience. Just bringing that visual in is so important as well. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Just one final point. Just you've inspired this thought, just this, I guess, reminder to brothers who may be aware or may not be aware, but this work that we do to heal, to heal ourselves and to embody our pure sacred masculinity. It is ancestral work. It goes back in time. It goes back through 
the branches and the trunk and into the roots of this great tree of ancestry of which we are a part of, you know? So it's, it goes beyond just our, our lives. It, it, it affects everything, you know, it affects the earth. It affects the sisterhood. It affects the lives of all creatures that have been and will be. It's just, this is really, really deep work that we're doing. I just wanted to share that, that one with brothers. Very important. Thank you for, for mentioning that and emphasizing that. I think that's, that's a huge part of this. And it's a lot of times it's like, we can't see that ripple effect, especially if it's with ancestry and all of that, but you can feel it. And, and once you begin to feel it and tune into that, it's, and, and then from the invisible energy standpoint of the consciousness of the earth and all other beings, because we're all one anyways, connected to that healing. It's just a massive, massive purge and unlock. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. Well, before I let you go, which has been such a really valuable conversation, I really appreciate it. Um, share a little bit about what you're up to now. I mean, I know you're doing some men's stuff in Australia. You got, um, you know, we just tell people about your website and cool, where cool, people cool. find you and yeah. some of the stuff you're up to. Yeah, I've just, everything is on girotaylor.com. So J-I-R-O Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. I've just put everything there. Um, I'm... I'm about to open up a, a year-long initiatory journey for men called Men of the Heart. You can join it from anywhere in the world. It's a powerful, proven design that I've run for, for, for many years. Um, it's a mentorship journey. It's, uh, it's a journey of deep initiation, but also that integration piece that we spoke about before is, is, a, is a real focus. And it's a brotherhood, just like awesome men who are choosing to walk this path of their hearts. It's, it's a, it's a, congregation of such men um so that's what i got going on there's going to be a podcast coming out soon i'm going to be running a, a gathering a quest for men in august and probably one in october these are both in australia next year i hope to get to the states and to europe to to run something as well so just keep your eyes out on on girotaylor.com you can sign up to my newsletter my, i got a Substack where i share everything um it's just on the website Beautiful. Thank you so much, man. And appreciate all the work you're doing. It's really, really incredible. We need more, more men's work, more, more of these containers, you know, it's like, there's not, there's not enough of them. And yeah. I think like just having people like you representing this work is really important. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Same to you, brother. I saw that you got an awesome program coming out soon. I felt the, uh, yeah. I watched your video and felt the, the, uh, the purity and the, and the power in that. So yeah, same to you. taking a listen to this episode with Jiro Taylor, go check out his stuff. I mean, at the least go over to his Instagram, check him out. He's got a sub stack as well. Like he said, and you know, he's just, he's really tapped in right now and, and really putting out some amazing content. So if you feel the call, go check him out. And lastly, if you do feel the call for legendary leadership, our 12 week men's immersion and retreat, come on over. We'd love to have you part of the container. It's masculinemastery.co slash leadership. Gives you all the details. You can apply there. 
will set up a call with me. We can hop on the hop on a call and yeah, jam out, see what's up, see if it's a good fit. And I look forward to speaking with all you guys soon. Much love, infinite peace. Take care.